Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. This week's episode is Jesse Schmally, and uh, keeping right in line with keeping these intros as short as possible so we can get right to this great episode. Um, plugs. The Johnson's RVA, I believe, is the handle. All the handles are in the description. Um, really great improv team. You should see them whenever they can. Uh, sounds good to me. Next Friday, the 28th, uh, 8 o'clock show. Crying Boys will be opening for Sounds Good to Me, Jesse Jesse Schmally. I have messed that up so many times doing this intro. Um, is, is in that show along with a wonderful cast. One of my favorite shows for sure. Um, eight o'clock coalition theater. Uh, come check it out. Um, if you ever see work family performing, that's her indie team. And it is one of my favorite acts for sure. Um, Oh, constantly blown away by so many wonderful people. And she's definitely one of them. Um, hello, Millie. Uh, I think that's it. Normal plugs, DJ Schnoy is still putting out music. Um, Orwood Music Park is still crushing it on this new location. And you can still email the show, as uh, as one Chris Copley did, uh, to let me know that somebody is listening so I can stop asking people to send me emails. Um, social media, all the links are in the description. Go check everything out at your leisure. Um, might have some news on the podcast network front coming soon. Just want to go ahead and tease that. Uh, but I'm not going to tease you anymore. Here is Jesse. <laughs> skeleton was like, we're doing PJs. Um, one other thing. I didn't eat dinner, so I brought some soup I wanted to make. I didn't know we were starting immediately, so. We can, um, we can, we can pause for soup. No, that's fine. Um, I did bring some Ooh. ironic wine. It's called Storm Chaser. That's. That was pretty good. Oh and my gosh. I have a little teeny bit of bourbon left, so. And then I brought sparkling water for myself. <laughs> I have a big bag. That bag is amazing. Can we talk I about that? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I is a it. gorgeous bag, and like seeing it in class. What's the pin? Oh man, just all about it. The pin is for um, is related to my work, but um, yes, I actually this bag's kind of a joke because <laughs> I um, I talk about it all the time. Like, have you met my Lord and Savior? Vera Bradley travel bag because, <laughs> and I'm about to do it right now because travel bags are so. Expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they cost like like two me. I don't know if you ever like have ever looked this stuff up, but I travel a lot for work, so um, they cost like three four hundred dollars. Oh wow! And I just was not interested or willing in making that investment. Hi boo boo. Um, <laughs> some cats among us. Um, and so this was like eighty bucks or something. And, oh wow! And very sassy. It's got a lot of a sassy print to it. So. It definitely fits uh, your vibe. The look, yeah, 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 the- yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I go for. 
I, uh, I really appreciate just you in general as you describe what's happening. I like to, my default is always like, I want people to miss out on the physical comedy that's kind of happening. Uh-huh. But I feel like that's just, again, so true to who you are to just like, <laughs> that's what it is. Well, I do this thing all the time. Like I, um, in my job, we have some staff that work distant, distance, um, and my one of my things, and it's probably obnoxious to my coworkers, but I will describe like anything funny that happens in the room to my coworkers on the teleconference or like on the phone. I'll be like, by the way, someone just like plugged their nose and said it was stinky, and so I just want to make sure everybody is aware of that on the teleconference. Because um, I think it's, I just think it sucks. Like if you're not in a space um, where you're able to, you know. You're able to experience whatever the funny is or whatever the communal, you know, silliness is. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be part of that. You like to make the inside jokes outside. Yes, exactly. Uh. That probably says a lot about about me. I don't know what that is. Ooh, but we're getting right into let's it. Let's get in there. Yeah, that's actually my jam. I I am not. I everybody says it's kind of like a it's kind of trite. Like I'm not into small talk or I'm not really a bits person. I'm not really good at or into bits. Okay. So, I realize that now. Yes. Um, <laughs> and upon reflection, I just really like, I'll go into the green room, which again, I'm about to do it right now. The green room, for those who don't know, is the space <laughs> where people in our theater get to hang out before <laughs> they perform. Um, but like, instead of like going into fart jokes, I'm like, tell me about your mom. How's your family? Yeah. Like, what have you been thinking about this week? You know, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is maybe a little bit off. We, we, we talked at a social gathering uh-huh. after a show or something once. And, uh, I remember you're like, okay, we can talk about improv, but only for like two minutes. And oh, that's right. <laughs> talk about anything else. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Because I think I wanted to like talk about like the set or something. Uh-huh. But then immediately, yeah, I was like, so tell me about your cats. Uh-huh. I, I know. Like, I think I was like, we have two minutes. You have one minute. Yeah. It's now over. Yeah. We must talk about our lives. <laughs> I will say, just to give you the credit, you did get, you, you did get back into it. I got back into, into it. it. And that was my, that was my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then you acknowledged it. Uh-huh. I don't know what this says about me being prepared for this. Uh-huh. But I feel like the show, like I said, I got, like I told you originally, the show has turned into people bringing me booze to share. Yes. And I love it. So I have it already like here. Ready to go? Oh yeah, ready. Well, you. Ha- I mean, you have to have your space prepared Do you for the eat first. Um, just we can. Just let's start and- with a with either a glass of something, and I'll make decisions about food later. How about okay. That? Yeah, that sounds. But good. I will let you decide. For the people uh, who are listening, that sound. <laughs> now it just has to be like recording. Bits. I don't like to do bits. Yeah, right. But, but I, I, yeah, I have a sparkling one. Mm. The aforementioned sparkly. Mm-hmm. You know, something I realized about your show, which is probably really creepy, but I work in grief mm-hmm. and loss yep. and death. And I don't know if anyone's ever mentioned this before, but what occurred to me is you're, you're basically creating like an anthology of a lot of the people that are a part of our theater. And like, you might be the only person who's ever recorded them in like a long form conversation. Have you ever thought about that? I, I recently I have. Okay. When I first yeah. started it, I think it probably just only extended to, um, oh man, this is a record of me mm-hmm. out there. And like, oh man, watching me grow over the past year. Right. <clears throat> but like, as it became, and it was so funny because you called it, I think affectionately, the Coalition Podcast. Yes, I did. And I was just like, ugh. It's not what it is. That's not what it is, mom. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's not a, Chipotle. Oh, that, that's what that's what my stepdad actually calls. Chipotle, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, a rich that's a rich vein. We can get into things our parents call things. Chickafee. What is that? Tell me. What is Chickafee? Chick Fil A. Yeah, that's what mom calls it. Okay, Chickafee. Yep. 
<laughs> my uh, my mom calls this my uh, my bloggy thingy. Oh, bloggy thingy. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's not wrong. <laughs> no. um, but anyway, so once it started to get kind of a following of the people who are on it and uh-huh. their friends who have yet to be on it. Yeah. Um, it has kind of occurred to me and I think that's why I've kind of changed the format. It's yeah. gotten, a, it's gotten less about like, let's have a conversation or like, let's talk about this. And it's gotten more like, I kind of want to learn more about you specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of toying with that now. I guess maybe it could be considered like season three kind of thing, but like, yeah, that's definitely, uh, crossed my mind mm-hmm. because I've, I've wanted to do an actual like coalition podcast. Right. Uh, separate from this one. Where um, I kind of break down the actual history as it only relates to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, no real traction on that. Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot to ask. And uh, having Kate, Katie and David both on the show, mm-hmm. they've talked a bunch about it already. So right. have them come in again and do it again. Cover that again. It yeah. just seems like maybe now's not the time yeah. kind of thing. But then, like you said, over this year, like there's there's a good amount of bits and pieces. I mean, we had a second best review section mm-hmm. after the festival. Yeah. Only one. Um, so, yeah, I think that, I don't know, that's one of the things that definitely makes it really easy to keep going is like... I guess when people are kind of invested, whether mm-hmm. it is me or the people who are on it or hearing people, I listen to your show and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I had no cool. idea. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that's how you are on the show. Cause you just reach out and we're like, Hey, I like your show. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. What do you mean? You just reach out and you're like, Hey, I listen to your show. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not the first and it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, whoa. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, now it's like, cause back, back, back then it used to be like, Oh, it's something I do. And now it's like, this is something I do. Yeah. And this is something that people know about, which is neat. But just speaking of legacy, it makes me think like, this is so dark. If anybody who's been on your show dies, you're going to be, you're going to have this really cool, which is really neat. This really casual, long conversation of that person. And I think I just like, I hear all the time about how people remember their people in their life, you know, voicemails, right. We all have people, you know, that we remember. And so they'll keep mementos of good tattoos. I've tattoo. I'm sure a lot of people have remembrance tattoos. Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll save voicemails. They'll save, you know, little messages, letters, all that stuff. And it's sort of like that. I can't help but think of that now. Because Imagine of what having I've done, you know, sixty to one hundred and twenty, or even earlier seasons, maybe up to one hundred and eighty minutes of someone just talking yeah. to somebody else. Yeah, just doing whatever they're doing. Like I think living it's their really life. beautiful. I think it's really cool to have that. Um, even if the the reason why it's cool is kind of like dark and creepy. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, you know, definitely. It's, it's, really it, it's your feel. I mean, I study. I didn't study that specifically, but I yeah. studied like different things and that is something that when you say that I'm like resonates hundred percent like that's yeah. probably something I will never stop thinking about. Right. But in a good way. I, I I only hope to bring people on to make them look good and like mm-hmm. give them something so that when they do pass people can listen yeah. and enjoy. That's right. So this is going well for years then, because it's mostly just me talking about the show. Uh huh. It's sort of like, well right. I do this and this is something that you you're gonna need to fight. Mm-hmm. I will I will ask you a lot of questions. And I have a, a mantra on the show: don't don't try to host a show because uh-huh. I will let you. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, so you better fight, Jonathan. I have you to gotta fight back. I had, yeah, yeah. I had Rachel Marsh last week, and she was like, she you. is a listener. She oh is my a gosh. listener. Yes. She is. So I have to. I'm I'm I'm, I'm with it now. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what is? I like to start with the most important question first. Uh-huh. Um, what do you usually like do for breakfast? Breakfast, you know, I am, um, 
like affectionately, I uh, people might see me as just because of my behaviors and my how my body works. I'm sort of I'm sort of a vampire in some ways. Like I don't sleep very well. I don't need to eat very much. I'm very pale. Um, but like breakfast, it's usually like I suffice with like a bar of something, right? Like a protein protein bar or whatever. Um, and like a cup of coffee and I wish I was more habitual, like had like really set habits and like Mm -hmm. did things in the morning, but I don't like, I just, not that I'm not necessarily a morning person. Um, but that I like, because I don't sleep well, you know, like I wake up literally 15 minutes before I have to leave the house and then I will like roll out and, and leave. So I would say a meal that is important to me is my one ritual is Saturday clockwork. Set, set your clock to it. I will be at Lamplighter. I'll be at a cafe um, in Richmond, a popular hipster cafe in Richmond. Which one? Um, uh, OG original one, okay, the okay. Addison Street one, yeah. Um, and I'll be there from like you know noon to one thirty, getting my my little egg sandwich thing and cup of coffee and just decompressing. That's like my my one like habit ritual I do. So I don't know. I'm just not super habitual with food. Yeah, I, I eat to live. I don't live to eat. Like you know, mm-hmm. some people like every meal has to be. The you best know, meal. knock oh, knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. I think of Scott Beckett. You know, he's a foodie. He's he a foodie. knows foodie. He's yeah. like really good at cooking, and also is very knowledgeable about it, and like values it. And I'm just like, I know I need you know these macro ingredients, and I have not <laughs> achieved my level of iron yet today. So I'm going to go you know stuff a a handful of spinach in my mouth or something. <laughs> like literally, I'll do that just to sort of fulfill the need. But yeah, I don't know. I wish I had. A better relationship to cooking because I hate it. Oh, me I hate it. Too. I actually I just bought one of those like <laughs> bullet blenders. Oh, yeah. So I could do smoothies. Oh, that's really good. But yeah. like, I only got this one because it comes with a cup that you can just like take the take blender off, off and then and you're like, put a lid and that's on, it. Yeah. And then I can just like go to work and, and like now wash it and get it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So that's my new, that's my new thing. I, after this, I'm going to go to Kroger and buy fixins. Oh, good. So you just got it. Just got it. Today oh, good for you. In the mail, yeah, yeah. Very excited. I just got a Brita water filter um, because, and I've had this um, water carbonator <laughs> for a little while. This is, I, is this the carbonator, or you made what's in here with the carbonator? So I made this. This is the vessel for the um, that you stick into the carbonator, and I don't. Another quality of mine. Um, <coughs> Just putting it all out there. I just don't drink enough water. Like yeah, you know, you're like, telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should drink more water. Uh, everybody should probably. But I. Um, so this is like the way I trick myself. Is oh. if I carbonate it, I will drink it. So I've been super into that. Getting making my bougie water every day. Yeah, I shoot That's for so seventy ounces a day. Wow. Do you do it? You make it happen? I fluctuate between 40 and 70. Is that why you sweat so much? That's why I sweat That's so much. Okay. That's good. Actually, I think I've told you the sweating is yeah. like super healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was also every time, like I biked to the theater uh, recently and it was like 75 degrees and I didn't like, I sweat like a normal amount. I'm like, right. Okay. It was just the heat. It was the heat. <laughs> it was the heat. No big deal. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. It just, it sucks having to bring t-shirts. Yeah. Right. Somewhere. At all times. I'm, like, not, have I'm not, not biking just because yeah. I sweat. Just everyone has to deal with it. It's fine. That's okay. That's a healthy, healthy thing. What? What was um? That's my water. <laughs> what was your first creative moment? Um. So, I, yeah, I would love to talk about kind of creativity and like producing things and where that comes from because I think it's really fascinating to learn that about people. So I let's see. <clears throat> 
I kind of like a defining word I remember from my youth was people calling me weird. Mm -hmm. And like that, of course, at the time was um, something that was like upsetting or makes you feel different. Um, But upon reflection, I realized I don't think, of course, unless it's like children being mean because children are mean. um, Now I've sort of kind of reclaimed that word. And that's actually like, Mm -hmm. I think, a really neat quality to have. Because sometimes it's really easy to lose that, like that weird um, thing. But I was always into like, you know, vibrant clothing and um, performance. Um, And I, you know, I did theater when I was younger. I was in, um, you know, plays and stuff at school. Uh, my sister and I are very close. She actually lives in Richmond as well. Shout out to Erica. Um, we always like bounced in and out of a lot of different activities. Like mm-hmm. our parents were really kind in that they let us like go into something for a couple months. And if we didn't like it, we could just jump out and do something else. But I think that that was really nice. Cause then we got to try on a lot of different hats and a lot of different projects. Definitely. So we did, you know, uh, ballet, we did t-ball, we did gymnastics, which we ended up doing for a really long time. And what I really love about gymnastics is gymnastics is creativity and freedom in your body, which I love, you know, that's like expression and, um, a way that I think I, and I think a lot of people learned how to move and be joyful and find ways to like be strong, um, and, and, and like value your body in like a really like fun way. So Mm -hmm. gymnastics was a cool way to learn creativity and movement, which is why I think now I'm a fitness instructor Mm -hmm. because I teach fitness classes now and I have been for 12 years and, um, it's something I hope to do for the rest of my life. Um, but that it, it was really fun to find like the joy in movement and the, the freedom in that, um, as opposed to feeling like, you know, I have to like achieve X amount of goals or gain X amount of weight. It was just like, let's just move, you know? So that was like, I think when I think about like the seed of where like my movement based creativity came from, that's where it was. Um, and then, you know, I did, I did theater when I was younger. We had a, um, like a giant camcorder, like one of the big ones. I can picture it. Yeah. Yeah. So we had one of those in my house. Um, and we would make home movies all the time and we had woods right outside our house. So we'd go make like, you know, broke ass, like Blair Witch Project type <laughs> stuff. And we would, broke yeah, ass. I mean, it definitely was like, you know, no budget and just a bunch of children running no around. Budget. So zero, you know, um, no resources invested, <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, it was really fun. It was like a fun way to like, just like play and, and, you know, create something that you could then like play back and watch. So I think it, that, that spurred a little bit of the, you know, performance producing things and doing it in a way that like nobody cared, nobody watched it, like whatever. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think what else just in terms of like producing or like creativity when I was younger. Yeah. What's your question? What was your first moment? The first thing. Oh, I didn't answer your question. You're like, let's circle back. Circle I, have back. A ter- I have a really bad memory, so I actually no, don't think fine. I could I'm name here, that. I'm here, I'm here to manage the irons in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, we want to hear you talk, but I'm going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Before you retangent, mm-hmm. I, I found my moment. First creative moment. I'll tell you mine real quick. Okay. Just so you have like that, like a second to think about it, but also you can hear mine. Sure. I drew a four episode, four, four issued comic uh-huh. when I was in like first grade. Dragon Man. Dragon Man. Dragon Man. It was weird. But it was like the first... I, I don't know, I'm not an artist, but like... Yeah. It was the first thing I ever did that I remember doing. I was like, I made this. I made four issues of this comic. You made four issues of it? How old were you? I was in first grade. Uh, how old was that? Eight? Six? Seven? Maybe second grade. Uh-huh. Early. Like eight. 
And what was what was Dragon Man's thing? Like, what was his? It was a very emotional dram- perspective. What was his drive? <laughs> his motivation? I yeah. think I think it was like his family was dead or something. Oh boy, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> just right out the gate. Yeah, I, I guess all superheroes that's sort of where they start. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the thing. It was about a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I think that was something that was like his prevalent. I guess mm-hmm. now that you're like bringing it out. Yeah, you're like, oh, here we go. Undercurrent of everything. Um, it's <clears> lost. <throat> well, it really it is in some ways. Um, let's see. Creative. First memory of creative things that I created or was creative expression. Um, I don't know. I can't remember early stuff. We would also settle for... We. The Royal me and, we. Me and the listeners. You're like me and the listeners? Me, me and the, the computer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would like settle speaking for, for like, I guess, I don't say most notable... Definitely not theater-related. Something that predates, I guess, really most people knowing you. But, like, something formative or something that was mm-hmm. big. Like, a big thing that, like, changed your view. Like, whether... Because I wasn't always a creative type. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely something that, like, shifted me to be, like, creativity. But, like, I'm looking for something early on that was, like, maybe me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did... I sing a lot. I enjoy singing. Yeah, yeah when, when did you figure out you could sing? Uh, not to be like whatever, but very young. Um, no, I've, I've always had like a sort of innate talent for singing, but I never trained it. I never did anything with it other than like, you know, I performed in musical theater. I did choir, like sort of, you know, whatever half ass in, in class. But, um, I think I, I think I, always enjoyed using it, using my voice and singing and, you know, performing. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just always, I, I never, Oh, you know what it is? My family is, um, on my mom's side, big Irish Catholic family from Baltimore. And when they would get together and hang out and I'm drinking a little bit, um, they would sing. And that was like a very normal, accepted thing. You just, you could sing, you could get together and it doesn't matter if people sing or not. And so I remember that being really neat, like joining in and singing with everybody and, and people making notes. They're like, oh yeah, I usually have a pretty good voice, you know? And, and that was kind of fun to, um, to be able to like, obviously join everybody and do that and sing together, but also, um, you know, be, be sort of recognized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live for recognition. Of course. Yeah, of course. I think we all do. I think everybody does, you know. We all operate and function out of self-interest, so. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I feel like that is, like, very much the same thing you said, but just different. Yeah. I'm, I want to explore that a little bit more. Where does that come from? That is, uh, <laughs> that's a quote, uh, uh, this sounds so douchey, but, like, Reinhold Niebuhr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that is. He's a, f- a philosopher. Okay. I took one of the few classes I took like freshman year was philosophy mm-hmm. and I loved it. And of college? Was, freshman year of college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that and that quote and then the... Uh, Do you want some? Yes, please. Okay. And we're, then the... We're pouring a little bourbon just for the for folks at home. You hate this, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here for it. <laughs> I... um. But yeah, so that and the Socrates, the unexamined life is not worth living, are the two quotes that I like really pulled from that. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, you can get audio here. Let's see. There we go. Okay, I'd say that's good audio. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, boy, that was more than I expected. That's fine. It'll it'll last. <laughs> I um, it's so funny. So this is how it kind of ties in. I um, one of my friends showed me this app called uh, CoStar. 
It's like a horoscope. Uh huh. What? She's got a little spider in that glass. I'll take it. I'll give you that one. There we go. Cats good for something? Can't they come get that? It's fine. <laughs> I'm killing judge. My cats don't kill anything. They don't. I wish they did. Yeah. Um, but I've never been someone to like read like my horoscope. But I've been reading it lately because I had the app on my phone, and it's not. I have theories about that. Why you've been reading it lately? I'll come back to it later. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but uh, one of the things that I pulled from it, it just seemed like it was kind of good, good life advice, just good things to keep in mind. And one of them was like, don't don't take people's whatever they do as something that is affecting you, offending you, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we operate out of self interest, right? So they're doing things for them, and however it affects me is not their intention, right? So. Oh, I like that. That makes more sense. Um, to me, how I heard that, yeah. perceived it, how it was processed in my mind, is saying that, like, really Machiavellian, like, very much, you know, sort of more manipulative and every choice you make is all... But it's more so, like, don't like don't worry what other people are doing. Yeah. What they're doing likely doesn't have to do with mm-hmm. your behavior. It has to do with the fact that we all can't really get beyond our self-consciousness, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm also not here to say that maybe the guy who said the quote originally didn't mean something more manipulative mm-hmm. and i'm also not here to say that some people don't do that but i think the way especially with the situation that i was going through yeah. i was like yeah i don't think it uh, i don't think it's anything to do with me kind yeah. of thing and this was like a couple weeks ago so it's been in my head for for a while and i think it's it's, it's i don't know that's why i love i love reading the horoscope now because it's mm-hmm. like it's just got a lot of things that whether it's relevant actually or not it's just like ah oh, this is just good to hear yeah do you want to hear my theory okay so I, 2018, <clears throat> for probably a lot of reasons that have to do with politically and economically and climate-wise and who knows, you know, re- Mercury retrograde, whatever, is it has been kind of a year of, like, mysticism. Like, a lot of people really into um, more kind of, like, new age concepts and tarot and, like, spirituality outside of religion and crystals and herbal stuff. Oh, that's um, so interesting you said. Crystals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony gave me a necklace and I just like wear it sometimes. Yeah. Just as like a thing. Yeah. Just as like a thing to, like, to make myself feel good. Like yeah. a reminder, like remember your mantra or whatever kind of thing. And, and that's the thing. This, the, the, I'm not making this statement <coughs> out of any type of judgment. No. You know, it's You're just, just it's, been, it's been interesting to see it sort of... Um, I have a cat on my lap for everyone. She keeps coming um, back because you keep petting her. I know because she's so sweet. See, that was sweet. She's, she's a so sweet. sweetheart. Um, so horoscopes, you know, um, celestial stuff. It just has been. It just been around. It's been like really, really popular, and it's sort of been in the not just. Like, it's been, like, the zeitgeist. Like, I feel like I see it everywhere. It's in pop culture everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is in fashion everywhere. It is, you know, um, and I think it's, it's, I think it's really soothing for people. I think it's, like, a really nice way for people who are, here, here we go. Let's follow this thread. I think it's really, like, soothing to have <coughs> this um, sort of things that you can use to reflect and find peace outside of necessarily, like, Again, organized religion or, you know, stuff that kind of helps you feel balanced and kind of give you good vibes. And it's like, if, if that works, do it. You know, if that, if that's mm-hmm. something that is, is healing and helpful, I think that's, I think that's really neat. And I more so on like a surface level of just love, like the look of it. I just love the style of it and, the um, you know, 
there's a lot in it about self-care. There's a lot in it about like, you know, take a bath, do this ritual that has to do with candles and has to do with like reflection. And mm-hmm. it's like, that. that's all good. Like, I think that's really neat. I, I, I would definitely, definitely say that's something that uh, has definitely rung true for my 2018. Mm-hmm. Just trying to find something that, uh, yeah, like a, some kind of beacon of, I don't want to say hope, but yeah. like. No, and it, yeah. So something to give to give you that extra like push that you need. The mm-hmm. whole mental health thing, yeah, one hundred percent. I I try to add to it, but I'm like, ah, you can't really uh, can't really add anything to that. That's just like very well said. Yeah. Uh, can I can I um, please? I have a bone to pick with you. Oh. In this show, you ready? Ooh. Ooh, you ready? It's not a big one. It's like kind of small, but uh, okay. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time the um, topic of age comes up. And someone tells you how old they are, and they're older than thirty. You're like, I didn't know you were that old. And every time I hear it, I'm like, No, <laughs> I'm not old. It's not old, Jonathan. <laughs> okay, okay. So, and I'm just like, Stop saying that. Um, but just personally, I feel thirty's not old. I am thirty-one. I'm, um, I'm turning twenty-seven. Like, yeah, I'm not. I, thirty to me is not old. Yeah, I don't even think my mom's old, and she's still in her forties. Mm-hmm. So, like. No, I, I feel like if I say it, I don't know you're that old. It's more like I didn't. It should. Well, be, it's it, hard to perceive who is what age. It should know? be said. Yeah. I didn't know that that was your age. Sure. I didn't know that you had been. A, a, I didn't know you were that much older than me. Yeah, take the value out of those. Yeah, women, right. I don't think anyone's old. <laughs> and that's how this show. Because I've had a couple times. I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna have to address this when I get on the show. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I think because uh, you're 30. I'm 31. 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I think, seeing posts about on your social media about mm-hmm. something about the 30s, and you say, and I'm just like, yeah, this is the this is the this is the person to call me out on that for yeah. sure. <laughs> no, it was know. just really funny. I, I have think, no other uh, qualms or, or issues to bring up at the uh, show. Just good, so you know, yeah, good because I, I could straight. I couldn't take that later on in the show. Yeah, just like guess what? I got another Drop one. In another one a little bit later. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so. I think one thing that people, I don't know, I don't know how often you tell your, because you say that you don't like to talk about improv a lot. What got you into improv? Mm-hmm. So, um, no, and I do, I, I love to talk about improv, particularly what it does in my life or how, like how, what it does for other people's life as an instrument. And also like just as a craft, like I, I think it's really neat as an adult to do something new that makes you vulnerable that you're not good at. I think there's something really stimulating for your brain and for just like your creativity to do something out when you get out of school. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause at that point you're so supposed to be like kind of calcified and know what you're doing and like good at what you're doing and just like <clears throat> following that path. And there's something super nice about doing something new and trying something new and being bad at it. Cause I, you know, when you start bad at it, I was bad at it. I would say for two years, you know, anyways, but why did I start? So I like long story short, I made a new year's resolution. 2013, the end of 2013, that I would do something theater related because I always did scripted theater when I was in, you know, all throughout, you know, grade school, whatever. It makes me feel, I'm going to talk about old. All through grade school, I did theater. All through uh, the the barn school. That's right. Primary school. K through 12. K through 12. And then a little bit, I did it in um, college and in grad school and it made me really happy. And it, that was just like a really fun way to meet community. Cause that's the one thing about theater. You will always find community typically. Um, 
And so I was like, I want to do theater. Oh no, scripted theater takes so much time. And as a, you know, a full-time professional, you don't have that kind of time anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I was like, where can I do this? And then I went and saw an improv show. Um, and I realized, oh boy, that could be the way I do it. So I just went into 101 and, you know, really enjoyed it. Really, uh, you know, um, found a lot of, uh, challenge in it, but then also reward, met a lot of good people. Um, my buds who are in my Indian prop team, work family, Nicole, shout out Nicole and Colt. Um, that show. I saw you guys perform. Oh yeah. Oh my God. It was fun. It was really fun. We were joking backstage before and we're like, we're ready to bomb because it's been a year since we performed together, (laughs) but it was, but it was good. You you know, you fall back. It looked like you guys had been doing this like every night. It almost looks scripted. I think that the best improv is when you're like, was that? I think Jonathan's blowing smoke right now, but that's okay. No, because <laughs> that was the same thing with Welcome to Science. I was yeah. like, there's no way that this is improv. This seems like it was scripted. Oh, yeah. And just, I don't know. I, also, I just want to say, I love your intro. Like, that was so fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can talk about it. If we want to get into, like, improv stuff, that was that's a really fun... Um, well, it's your hour, that so we, we can... Yes, but that we stole from somebody. Ooh. I mean, well, maybe, well, actually... I would say that Detective is the only person who I've seen do a unique opening. Like one they made up? Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone else did it and they're better and it looks good, like, just take it. You know? Like, Basically. I feel like, you know, that's... Yeah. I, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Uh, anyway, so, you know, started with them, went through all four classes um, in that. Actually, after my 2-1 class, I auditioned and didn't make a team um, and stuck with it and kept doing classes uh, and, you know, did indie stuff and, and tried my hand at a couple other things and then eventually got on the Johnsons, which uh, I've been on that team now for two years and I um, really value that team because they're very structured. It's like a group of coworkers together that are like coming together around a mission and like we, we do our stuff and we work very hard and you know, we got our shows done and we're good, you know, we're friends outside of that, but it's, it's been really lovely to have this very structured, um, you know, every time we get together and practice, you roll your sleeves up and you do it. Like we have lesson mm-hmm. plans, Patrick Gantz, you know, he is, <laughs> Patrick you know, Gantz. he, he, yep. I think I want to give a shout out to improv, uh, does best because his website is an incredible resource that everybody needs to check back it's just out monthly. There. Monthly, people need to go back to that because there's so many exercises, videos, and like really good hot takes on improv that like I feel like everybody needs to use. Everybody's got to use this website. Mm-hmm. Anyway, improv does best. Get in there. Um, also, while we're while we're saying that, I want to yes. say one thing. Yes. Um, if you're something, someone who is really into improv, you need to get a notebook and start writing things, things down. Tell me about that. Why do you say that? I, I don't know. All the things that Patrick Gant says. I, I, didn't start, I didn't start carrying a notebook around until recently. Mm, and I you wish mean I... the little, like, truisms and stuff that people yeah. say? Yeah. Like, yeah, if this yeah. is true, what else is true? Mm-hmm. Or the tertiary good faith mantra. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the, the third beats where grandma meets the dinosaur. Or uh, if there was uh, balance in the force, we wouldn't have Star Wars. Right. All, all those, that's what I'm saying. Like, all those things, before a show, I'll just, like, flip through them and be like, yep, this is good to remember. This is good yeah. to know. Because those things, those, those gems are really just... As as good as your own personal website, but like right. write down what you need. Yeah, but yeah. but it's those um, sort of phrases or you know moments that you hear that really like resonate with what you need yep. as a performer. Yep. I think that's really neat. Um, I do. T- I have like a iPhone list of my mantras that I look at before I go on stage for all my shows. There you go. Uh, yeah, which is it's super helpful. Uh, where were we? Where were we? You're talking about improv is best. Okay, okay, yeah, that's your right. journey. Uh, oh yeah, the journey uh, improv the whole thing. Johnson's, um, and I've never really and like 
don't at me. Don't argue with me about this. <laughs> I've never considered myself particularly like hilarious and that's okay. Like I'm not the joke person. And I see myself, I am like almost always in a scene, in a set, whatever. Like I go for like the emotion and the grounded stuff and the relationship stuff. And I feel like that allows other people to dunk and find the button and find the blackout, you know, line and the, you know, the punchline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, at first I was sort of like, oh shit, I'm not as funny as some of these people. Then I realized, no, 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 we like teams need that too, right? Yeah. Ensembles need that too. Like you have got to have people who will Supports. anchor. Who's a supporter. Right. You yeah. know, and, and not just like setting other people up and just supporting, but like you need people who are thinking about, okay, this is really funny, but it's like, is it real? You know? And, and after like realizing that's something that I really enjoyed and that I, um, you know, f- find valuable. And I like that that's something I, I offer in a set or in a team, um, that I, I really kind of am happy about that. I'm happy that that's something that I, I can do. Um, but so did the Johnsons, uh, got, you know, super into that because at first, uh, you know, just kind of in alignment with what I was just talking about, I, and was not like a patterns and games person. That was something that was always like a little scary to me. But huh. after, after you get in the military, that is the Johnson's in terms of the, the reps that you get in with that. I mean, it's just second nature, right? The world oh, yeah. building and the, and, you know, setting up the beats and, um, being able to find the patterns in the games and stuff. Like now I feel very comfortable with that. So, um, that, that's been neat. But then I found the musical improv, which could be a whole nother conversation, a whole nother Actually, that probably should be. If you're doing more, like, uh, theme-based shows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so musical improv is something that I got into, and, and I think just now the theater is really revving up about. But yeah. it's this, you know, I, I think as a format, it's such, it's just pure joy. Like, performing it, once you sort of figure it out a little bit. Which, Making up songs on stage and, like, creating a whole musical. It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. It's something I remember. Uh, so actually, I think this coincides with the Friday show you have coming up. I think this comes out the Wednesday before that. Mm-hmm. And I remember Matthew and I. We came to see it one. Well, I think I've told you this before too. We came to see it. and We're just like, oh my god, this is amazing. I want to yeah. do this. Yeah. And now we we're actually opening for your show. Oh, that's right. The Crying yeah, Boys Brian are. Boys oh, that's so yeah, that's cool. But yeah, that is something. Musical improv is watching you guys do that. I'm just like, oh my gosh. This is uh, this is next level. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think we're just getting started because this, the shows we've done thus far have been like really fun and really good and very satisfying. But it's also like, what else could we like? How else we could we use this? Like to me, what I my vision. Um, uh, are you are you the director of the show? No, 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 no. Bob, uh, shout out Bob. Bob Nichols is oh, um, friend of the show. A friend of the show, friend of the pod. Uh, I don't think we, that, that's trademark, right? We can't say. I don't that. like to say pod either. Uh, oh, excuse me. Is that <laughs> offensive? That 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 doesn't fully encapsulate what this is. Friend of the prod. The pro. Oh, the prod producers. Trademark TM TM TM. Um, uh, but yeah, so Bob it sort of is uh, directs and, and oversees it, but. Um, yeah, I just I, I want I want that to be a skill set that more people feel really comfortable with, like outside of just the people who do the runs. Like I think it'd be neat if anyone in a show, in a scene, wanted to break out in song and like people knew how to support that and, and it would just be such a fun thing. Just have like um, one little like scene. Yeah. Just like come on singing and then Yeah, that would be super Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be that'd Do you be... have that skill set? Yeah, that'd be neat to, to kind of spread that out. But um so 
But other shows uh, they've been a part of have been the, um, we did a, pu- a puppet run, which is really hard. Just so you know, if you add anything else into improv, the improv is not as good. I'm speaking personally for myself. <laughs> it's really hard to like try to channel your own performance through something else. Um, I, I want to add in that also like I did a hot sauce improv. Yes. So you know what I'm talking about. Adding something in the yes. improv ruins the improv. Yes, it sort of does. So it you sort better, of does. Yeah. You better be ready to like, yeah, really sort of <laughs> Deal um, with that. work through it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was fun, uh, doing puppet improv. I think it'd be fun to, to come back to that someday. Oh, I would love to see that. I, yeah. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah. I, I was a couple of years ago. I think. Oh, okay. That's why yeah, I missed it. Oh, I, I actually, um, I had a poster up of it for a while. Yeah. I, 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 I cycled through to posters that are more current. I framed that poster in my house. The, the puppet, puppet one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, you saw my living room. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, uh, but that one was up for the original two weeks that I, before I got new posters. Yeah. That's a good poster. That's a good looking poster. Oh, it's a, it's very oh good. I mean, I, I, the graphic art at the theater, I am super impressed with. It is, uh, I remember when David sent me the coalition live, like mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a picture on my Instagram of like the sticky note that I con- the concept art yes. that I sent him. And then there's also the actual poster, which is like two posts later. I'm just like, this is this incredible. is way better. This is incredible. Yep. I was going to use a microphone as an exclamation point. What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Respect people and pay them for their craft. It's very good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm lucky because I'm doing a coalition show, so it's free. You what? I got the poster because I'm doing a show there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 That's but good. definitely pay your graphic designers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> okay. So, that's very so what's, um, cause I feel like you are, I, uh, you are very multifaceted. With Complex creativity. and multi-talented. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I, I meant. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. So what's, what's a talent you have that, that nobody knows or like very few people know about? Oh boy. Um, let's see. Uh, let me just rattle off uh, my talents <laughs> for sure. Um, Don't worry, I'll, I'll make the next question. Like, what's something you're bad at? Yeah, what am I bad at? Boy, I think we all sort of have a laser focused, uh, you know, insight <laughs> on what we're bad at. But um, I think I'm good. I'm good at facilitation. That's what I do in I my can work. See that. Yeah. I can see so that. what I I'm good at singing. We we established that. Um, but I am good. Something at, that nobody knows. People don't know. Yes. Something, what's, what's something that you don't get to? Not only say showcase, but just like uh, okay. Well, I showcase facilitation because that's what I do at my job. That's what I do. At also, work. I've taken a class with you. I've seen it. So okay. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. I, I can take the softball, but I cannot. Nope. Um, what am I good at? I will also say that uh, while you think about it. Yeah, you tell me something. Um, oh, I was just tell you that uh, for the intro music, I was like, I wonder what her favorite Whitney Houston song is. Because I think I'm going Whitney for the music. Yeah. Oh, speaking of like, um, I don't know if we've talked about this before, of Morbid and kind of thinking of like legacy. Uh-huh. Now when I hear I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is, you have to use that. Like there's, you, okay. that's the song you have to use. Yeah. That's what I wanted to use, but I was like, I'll leave it open if she wants something. No, else. I think... Uh, I don't think it would make sense to use any other song. That's sort of the one. Um, but now when I hear that song, oops, what happened? that was this. Oh boy. Um, now when I hear that song, I think because of the work I do, they're going to play it at my funeral. Oh, yeah. Mm. But it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. No, it doesn't make me sad. Um, but it's just this awareness. I think just like generally working in shout out Laura Kelly and others that work in hospice. Um, but 
when you work around just the, the truth that, you know, people have lost and there's grief and, and, and stuff like that, I think it's really nice because it makes you very laser aware of what's important mm-hmm. and what is priority and what is actually a big deal in life, right? I think it gives you really nice perspective. Um, and then also, uh, oh boy, there's lightning and thunder and I got distracted. What were we talking about? Uh, Whitney Houston being played at your funeral. Yes. So then also those type of things, you're just like, they walk across your mind like, oh, that might be something that I'm remembered by. And it doesn't creep me out. It doesn't bother me. Cause then, and I think cause, it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool to be able to look at that without fear. Um, cause none of us are going to get out of this alive, you know? Yeah. Like it, yeah. So, it, so at least the, your, your memorial song is a bop. Right. Yeah. It's a banger. You know <laughs> it's what I mean? a, it's a banger. But also, yeah, I was thinking about like, what would, yeah. What's my legacy? What's your legacy? Yours is uh, so far Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Uh, yeah, to somebody. Yeah. That's a, that, that's an interesting way to think about it for sure. I feel like you keep getting on these points of just like death. I know. Sorry, we started. No, 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 no. We started with this. Well, that's the thing is uh-huh. with the intention of the show was like number one intention was get vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Don't shy away from things that maybe are hard to talk about or whatever it may be. So I love it because I, I love the topic. No one talks about it, mm-hmm. but like. I don't know. Maybe this helps somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I'm here for it. I'm just like, I just don't have anything like to act. I feel yeah. like you're just like, here it is. And I'm like, there it is. Like, yeah. I, it's perfect the way it is. And it's uncomfortable, especially if it's not like something you talk about every day. Cause it's like, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, how do you, how do you gauge this? Or, you know, how well, do you make sure you're, I definitely don't feel are, uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like anyone listening, if they don't like the topic, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's kind of like, not you don't like every song that your favorite band puts out. Sure, yeah. I like every episode that I put out. I've, I've stalled very long time in thinking about what I'm when I would consider a skill set that people don't know about. I was going to give you the out, but mm-hmm. you brought it back. So. No, I did bring it back because you know, I want to. I want to honor your questions. Um, I'm well. We've established I'm not good at cooking. I am good at singing. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. You know what I think is a helpful way to think about this? Hmm. Because you get very self-conscious when you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about like what I'm good at. It's like, what would your best friend say? Oh, interesting. Or what would your siblings say you're just, good at? Just right? This is an addition to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically speaking about 201, when yeah. I first took my first 201, yeah. that the cafe scene, that was one of the first moments I'm like, it's okay to talk about yourself. Kind yeah. of thing. That was a big moment for mm-hmm. me. What would my best friend say about What would your best friend me? say about you? Mm-hmm. That I'm good at. Yeah. What would you say? So, um, I have a couple of very good buds and a sibling that live in town, and I spend a lot of time with them. And from from conversations that I've kind of gleaned, uh, spending time with them is, you know, I've heard people say that I have a sort of, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh was so good. Yeah. I'm here for that. Uh, like, uh, um, like joie de vivre, just like a, a spark, like that weirdness going back to being a child, like uh-huh. reclaiming that and yep. like that, um, the, the, the comfort in being like a little bit wild and, uh, you know, irreverent, not in an offensive way, but in a way of just like, how do you do this thing of like living your life authentically 
that is really um, fun and might be uh, might be a little bit um, different because I also don't. This is kind of silly, but I don't like. I don't mind. I don't think basic is a bad thing either. Like being a basic person just means like you enjoy pop culture and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sort of. Uh, being able and willing to like very uh, fearlessly, fiercely um, being yourself. Again, this is starting to sound really pat and really tacky, but I think that's something that someone close to me might say. And that's something that I think inspires me because I'm like, oh God, like sometimes you just don't feel that way. You're like, I don't think that's true, you know, but Mm -hmm. hearing that and people looking up to that, like saying like, oh, that's, it's really neat that you're willing to, be yourself and sort of have this element of, of kind of like wild and a little bit, um, strange. Um, and I think that's, that's nice. And I think also it's sometimes you fight against that too, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like sometimes I get really like self-conscious, you know, or, um, that's hard to believe. Is that hard to believe? It's hard to believe. It's a front sometimes like how, you know, how big, big I am. I think the thing is, is because definitely your, and I use this term, definitely not negatively, your uniqueness is something that definitely inspires me because it's like, it's very hard, it's very hard to be yourself and feel like, especially, especially now that I'm uh, worming my way into this, this community of people where Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, now there's more eyes on me. Whereas before, like when I first moved here, like I'm back in New Orleans, like I didn't really have a lot going on. So it was really a lot easier to kind of hold on to my individuality. Yeah. Um, so to see you do that in the position that you are, I'm definitely inspired. And and when I say it's, I everyone goes through like feelings of anxiety or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But to see someone like you, it's just like, I I'm definitely not uh, unaware enough to say like, oh, everyone feels that way. But it's just like, I uh, when I think of someone feeling that way, I don't think of you. Mm-hmm. And that that is not like in a bad way or like you should never feel that way. But right. more like, um, yeah, I like that. Um, whether or not it's a front or if it is you genuinely feeling good that day, mm-hmm. you are unabashedly you. Yeah. And that's something that, um, I feel like is genuine. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like you are not hitting that note, it's more like, uh, wow. Like even someone like you can feel that kind of thing. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Even someone like you can be selfish and, f- and fuck off sometimes, you know, <laughs> which is true. Um, but Something that I, I've actually been thinking about lately, which I would love to hear your thoughts on, uh, is, you know, we have so many, like, identities and communities and, oh, yeah. you know, um, like, I am a sibling and I am a, a professional in a nonprofit and I am a member of this theater um, and, you know, I would consider myself as, like, a whatever, like, liberal and free spirit. But, like, if you strip all those things away, who are you? Ooh. That's, like, a really terrifying thing to think about, but I think it's really neat. I think it's a really neat exercise to stop and say, like, not if you, I don't, I think it's sad to say, like, if I lost all these things, because I think, like, you know, that's, like, that's scary to think about. Totally yeah, that's different. Like, not I like no you, longer have this. Right, not thing. that, but just, like. Who is this little kernel if, if of a human? I just take that away for a second and right. this and take your jacket off, like what's there? Mm-hmm. What else is left? That that that's coming to me at a time when I really needed to like do that. Like I really am at a stage in my life where it's like that's what I need to do. I need to like strip that away and be like, what yeah. is there when I when I take away all the other stuff? Yeah, that's that, that's a um, 
I think that's a very healthy thing. I think that's, um, because I think we often lean on to our, those identities and those roles and those obligations Mm -hmm. and those time constraints and just say like, man, I don't have time to like process this or that or this because I have a thousand things going on. Like, like the last class session, I was taking two classes, practice, I would go to every Friday show. Mm -hmm. So that was four, five, that was five days a week. I was busy with work right. and everything else. So like, I didn't have time to sit down and be like, how am I feeling today? Mm-hmm. How am I doing with all the stuff that's going on with me? Yeah. And sometimes it's scary to sit in that, you know, to like sit in quiet and like no TV, allow, no yeah, allow yourself. We're about to have this opportunity with Florence though. Florence is going to give us all some, some space and time to reflect. I think not if my settlers of Catan has anything to say about it. Oh boy. He just brought the mic a little closer to him. That's a big, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an so, aggressive I'm, board game. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> my picture as you've seen. Yeah. No, you, are you, were you diagnosed attention deficit as a child? I was not. I oh, probably, oh, I probably okay. would have been if my mom had taken me in, mm-hmm. but I think she's like, no, he's just, he's just rambunctious. Go on. Yeah. 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 That's what my thing. mom did too. She was like, Oh, is that true? You think she's that? Well, she's not going to be medicated. So yeah, I don't <laughs> think like, we're not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to pay for that. Yeah. I don't think my mom would have medicated me either yeah. though. Um, <clears throat> no, I, uh, I definitely feel like that's something that I like to do. I do that. I do that with books. Tell me about that. No, I'm interviewing you. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about it uh-huh. and then you'll tell me more. About Books allow it. you to reflect is what you're saying. Books allow yeah, me to reflect. Yeah, yeah. I think that's neat. Like I reread Harry Potter every three years mm-hmm. and that's a book that really, it's a, yeah, it's a children's book, but and it's obviously so well written, mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> getting in the head of somebody else and like seeing all their problems, everything like that, just living through that and like. That was also the month I wasn't working. Yeah. Because I got laid off from my job before and I was starting a new job. So I had mm-hmm. a month to do, like, read. <clears throat> so I would just read all day. Yeah. And uh, so I would just get lost in that world. And when I would come back, it would be, like, I would, it would be this reacclimation. And it would give me time to, like, when you reacclimate, it's like, hey, you have, you have to put all your stuff back in your pockets mm-hmm. one by one. And so you actually have to look at, like, which pocket does this go in? Yeah. And then you have to do a do little assessment. Do I need this anymore? Do I need... Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that was... Uh, so I, And then, so I actually just bought a couple other books. I finally bought 1984. Oh, okay. I've heard That's a true. lot of good things about mm-hmm. that. And then I think it's called The 15, he- 15 Different Lives of Harry August. Mm-hmm. I heard some... I don't remember where I heard about it, but two books I just got today with good my blender. You. So, what I've do you, been, you go? No, no. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I've been reading a lot of science fiction and fantasy. Oh, yeah. Which is just you know, it's just been fun. Is that just something that you do for fun, or is that mm-hmm. is that kind of similar to the unpacking thing? No, it's not unpacking at all. It's just it's truly, fun. you know what it is. I am <coughs> very much an extrovert. I'm very much an external processor. Yep. Um, so when I'm at home, I you know live on myself. So when I'm at home and I am... And after you've had your few minutes with your, uh, with your fur baby. With my cats. Yes. Oh my gosh. That story was the best. I want you to tell the story later. I don't even remember the story I told you, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Magnolia is a force to be reckoned with my cat. Yes. Um, but I, you know, when I'm sitting at home, I'm like, Oh, do I want to go somewhere and like interact with people? Like answer is usually yes. But it's like, no, I should be able to just like sit in my house listening to podcasts and, um, reading books are a way to sort of like have, you know, a companion in a, in a metaphorical way, right? Like having, you know, these characters to interact with and getting lost in that. And it's also, you know, when you talk about reflection, it is, it is a cool way to like, 
I, if, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever, sci-fi and fantasy is a lot about like the apocalypse and about like, you know, I feel like it's almost always dystopian and, um, it is, it is nice to kind of reflect on like, Oh, like just like with travel, I think travel does this too. It allows you to see like other ways that people live and other way, other possibilities, um, you know, whether completely ridiculous, fantastical or not, but like, it is nice to kind of step out of every day and allow yourself to sort of, you know, wander around this world of other. Um, cause I think that does outside of just like identity wise reflection, but I think it's nice to like help you reflect on like, what do I like about my, this world that we live in? And like, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that's troubling that this book, book brings up? So I think that's neat. I think that's what neat do, as an option. Or what do I want to adopt from this book? Yeah. Whether it's like an idea or something. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. Cause I think about that with travel. When I travel, I think with about traveling. Mm-hmm. I think about that with friends and what people wanna... that are in my life. Oh, what do I see in their life that I'm like, this is something I want. Uh huh. Like I want, I want to find a way like to aspire, make this. an aspirational thing. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is something yeah. I want to make mine. Mm-hmm. I want to take what they do and use this, like the blender, Anthony, Anthony should be reintroduced smoothies to me. Yeah. Cause I had been doing smoothies for a while, Yeah. but then he's like, it's so easy. And I'm like, yes. You're, exactly. you're right. It is easy, you know. Yeah, yeah. and it is. It's like uh, you know, max nutrition in a tiny little container. But travel. What is what is it about travel? Because you went to Japan. Yes, I went to Japan, which this- was uh, just to break up uh, the the what was it the because uh, you guys the intro for your indie team is it an indie team? Yeah. Intro for indie work team. family. Work family. Mm-hmm. So you were telling. I think you were telling a story about you had gone to Japan. Yes. And then the thing is, so you, each of them has like a little monologue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you start to switch and start to impersonate that person. Yes. You start to and make that, fun of each other. And that was the thing that was mm-hmm. yours. I, went, I travel, I do all this. To get yeah, to the worldly. Well, which, yeah. Um, you do come off as worldly, whether you intend oh, to or Jesus not. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope not. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's I, why I, I I'm chose... Gonna, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to reflect on that statement, Jonathan, and work very hard to try to remove that from, from <laughs> I my chose, persona. Oh, I chose God. come off as a very uh, intentional because I knew that you would not think would not love that. that. Don't no. love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to reflect and really hate that about myself. Um, no, uh, I, I think I... Um, when you talk about like seminal things in our lives, I got the opportunity to go to Japan when I was in high school. My buddy's family lived there. So I went and I, um, traveled with, with her and her mom for a couple weeks. Um, and that was so cool to get the opportunity to see this other culture, you know, how life is lived elsewhere, um, different food, different, all the whole thing. And it was really fascinating and, and wonderful and, and, um, kind of gave me, you know, kind of implanted that bug that I wanted to continue to, to explore when I can afford it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forward after school and when I got a full-time job and stuff that two buddies and I, who we've, I've known since I was a child, you know, these are my two best friends from childhood, Kelly and Robin. Was it troop eight, two, one? 281. Hashtag troop. Oh, I was troop. really close. You were. Hashtag troop 281. Um, that's another thing that was very kind of formative in my life was Girl Scouts. I think you should put your girls in Girl Scouts. FYI. It is. Oh, I'll bring that up in such, a hot second. Oh, yeah. 100%. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is such an important thing um, in my life. I think it really was formative for me. But we made the decision uh, four years ago now that we wanted to, as long as we can, every year go on like a two-week trip together. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we went to Central Europe four years ago now, I think. Yeah. Um, together, just like, you know, Germany and 
all that those areas kind of checking that out three years ago i went with my i went to my buddy my buddy lives in taiwan um steven wrong he's a phenomenal singer dancer he's pursuing a pop chinese career um in taiwan and i just wanted to go and visit him and see what his life was all about and um see what taiwan was like because it's it's a sleeper place to visit it's so great yeah it's so great taiwan is so much fun taipei and people don't talk about it it's so much fun so i went and i visited with him for a couple weeks and then um Last year we went to Greece, just like vacay, whatever. It was very chill and the whole thing. And then this year we went to Japan, um, and that was neat because it was less comfortable of a trip. Ooh! Because you don't know the language, yeah. uh, you know. Obviously, culturally, it's very different. But the cool thing was, you know, it's clean. It is, you know, efficient. It is safe. It is friendly. Like it's 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 a really great vacation, but it is very different. You know, you really do have to be. Not on guard, but you have to be very, like, aware of, like, okay, where are we going? What, you know, I cannot read this signage, so, like, let's figure out context clues. Let's figure out where we're going and how we get to where we need to be. And um, I feel like you have to approach it with a very open mind, but also a very, like you said, focused mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- I feel like those two working in tandem is very important yeah. to be like, this is great, but also, like, at any moment I could panic and it would be totally accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, like, I was not prepared um, for the, how the time difference, like just wrecks your body, like a 12 hour time difference. Like for me, cause I'm a delicate flower and like my whole system, when it gets like slightly out of balance, I just fall apart is, you know, it took me four days. Oh wow. For full oh, days to get used to the time change. Oh wow. So that's why I had, we had to go for a while because like, it's not even worth it if you don't go for a If you, a long if you had time. gone for a week, you would have had three days there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so long story short, when when I when I would go on these kind of adventures with my buddies, what I love to do when I'm there is like collect, you know, archaeological, ar- anthropo- anthropological. There we go, anthropology. Um, collect like what it is about this place that is really anthropological. anthropological yes, what, what is it about this place that is really interesting? And that you really enjoy, like, in their lifestyle. And, like, how can you, in your teeny-weeny little ways, in your day-to-day, how can you try to maybe use that or incorporate it? And the thing is, it usually lasts for, like, a month after a trip. And then it's, like, very hard to maintain. But it is neat to... Because just like when you talk about stripping away things in your life, um, it is stripping away your sense of place. Being here, being in Virginia, being in Richmond, being in the United States, okay. um, you know, the whole thing. You're now in somewhere totally different, and you're not tethered to all that stuff about where you are and, and what your identity means or, like, what your lifestyle needs to be in this place that you live. Like, now you're in this totally different place. And, like, where it doesn't matter. you get to just, like, live that thing for a while. And yeah. that's just really neat. And, like, understandably, this is coming from a place of privilege, being able to, like, go on these these trips. But... That, that is something that I, like, don't take for granted is, like, sure. going and experiencing this and, like, really tr- allowing it to, like, affect how I think. Interesting. So, when you say that it only lasts for, like, a month, which I can, I can understand, like, mm-hmm. the sentiment behind that idea, um, does it ever come back? Do you ever push for it to come back? Is it something like, well, that, that was the way it was and then it's kind of over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what I... What I need to do, and I would love to hear you, how, kind of what your life looks like with this, but when I have to have like external, an exoskeleton of plans and goals in order to motivate me to do things. For a trip? 
Or no, just, for- just in my life. Like, in order to to have a goal that I want to reach, like, I'm not super intrinsically motivated because I'm very, like, about the present. I'm in this moment. I'm, like, super enjoying this time and, like, being in this space right now and being with you. Yeah, I don't even know where your phone is. Having so. it's, not, it's not here. I know. But having this candle on the table and being in this wooded room with these little, you know, these sound panels and, like, the lovely little breeze of the fan. Like, I love being here. I'm so into that. So it's very hard to motivate me to think about the future or to reflect on the past. Interesting. So I have to make goals and write them down and like reflect on them and go back to them in order to push me to do things. Yeah. I think you posted a story about it with all your sticky notes. Yes. Yeah. My my weekly, my weekly intention. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's, I I can totally understand how that could be something that, um, is the thing because like, I, uh, I definitely have things in my life where it's like, I have all these great ideas mm-hmm. and I have all these things that I do want to do, but I'm not really acting on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think f- one of the things that probably doesn't play into like the whole point of your topic is sometimes they take, that's my water. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, uh, you're depending on other people and, uh, that's always a rough thing, which is actually like how this show started. Because I don't yeah. want to depend on anybody else but myself. Mm-hmm. But I also had help of two friends who uh, were able to, like, deliver. But um, <clears throat> it's a... Uh, when it's a project for my own, it's... For me, it's like, how bad do I want it? And if I actually want it, then I'll do the work. If I don't right. want it, then I can't complain when I don't have it. Yeah. Like, um... I like, think that tells you a lot. You know, I think... I think you know, getting up and going and doing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that tells me so much about like, is this something that's actually important to me or not? Is it really? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, oh man, there's just so many like small, just little things that, yeah, I want to do like, uh, but I never do them because I'm like, well, yeah, it's not important enough. I wanted mm-hmm. to do, me and my friend Tom were doing uh, like YouTube videos, like just silly, like us playing video games and like mm-hmm. having fun. Yeah. We did it for a while, but it's like, yeah, we have fun doing this, but yeah, just this isn't really giving me what I want. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing when it comes to like having a goal. It's like, what is it giving me? Yeah. Cause it's like, on one hand, I like doing things just to do them, but it's not always going to be the case where I, uh, I'm only doing things uh, for what they give me, but like, I'm not just going to do them just to do them. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a balance of like, how does this fulfill me? Yeah. Like doing this show, like the act of doing the show is awesome. The act of creating the product is good because I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Like all, all of this, believe me, the first one was on my old apartment patio Yeah, and I had one microphone and it was like going both ways. And like, you can hear like the traffic driving by and people yelling as they walk by mm-hmm. and it's just built. And it's like, that's kind of the, the, the thing that I'm getting out of it. It's like, it's, it's, it's truly about the journey. Right. So when it comes to like doing projects and goals, um, I can't think, I, I, this is part of the, the, the best example of like what I know I'm capable of mm-hmm. and what, what it looks like to find something that I would want to invest in. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I think like, um, other things while they may be very valid, it's just like, I think I'm, I'm a emergency weather alert. Oh, what did it say? What does the emergency weather alert say? Flash flood warning in uh, this area until 11 p.m. Today? That's what it says. Oh, boy. That's what it says. Buckle up. I am, uh... I, 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 How are we feeling about hurricanes, Jonathan? I was... I, uh... You lived in New Orleans, so... I only lived there during Isaac. Okay. 2011 to 2016. Yeah. 
So I dealt with Isaac. We lost power for five days. Um, luckily, I was in a situation where uh, we had a generator. Mm-hmm. And I, had, I, was, I was living at home at the time because I was in college. Yeah. I think it was 2011. It was actually, I think, my first semester of college. I got interrupted. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm not afraid. Uh, I just have to go to Kroger, buy some water, buy some food I can eat with that. Kroger doesn't have water anymore. Of course they don't. Mm-hmm. Waiting Aldi long. doesn't have water anymore. Costco does not have water anymore. Well. At the checkout line today at a grocery store that I was at, uh, the, the guy was just regaling all of us in line about just the drama of the water shortage right now. I don't think it's a shortage. That's a dramatic statement. The fact that no stores have water right now. Up. Do mm-hmm. they still have food? They do. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's so funny. This comes out after the... No, no. We're, you, you guys are going to know better than we are yeah, with, yeah. what the result of that. I hope we're not making light of this if it's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, because it certainly could be, you know? I heard people at work talking about it, like, they always sit and talk about how big it's going to be, and then it's nothing. It's like, I don't know. I'll buy some food and probably be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'll probably just fill a bunch of, like, bottles that yeah. I have around just water and be fine. I think, like, I always err on the side of anxiety, so I'm just going to do that, and, like, I think it would probably serve me well. <laughs> Did you yeah. get Did you get to buy water? Or you were yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I was able to find it. Where did you find? Oh, well, you can tell. You can tell me now. No, I found it at Kroger. Mm-hmm. I bought it like five days ago. Oh, okay. When yeah, I heard yeah. about this, I said, mm-hmm, oh, "I'm gonna get ahead of this this wave." Yes. I uh, no, I guess I'm, I'm not. I, I'm more worried about the cats. Mm-hmm. The cats and my family up in Fredericksburg, um, but they're farther away, so they should be fine. Mm-hmm. They should be fine. Also, I have some friends who have family on the East Coast, like in North yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, oh, they're okay. Yikes. Um, and if it is a little more of a light thing, I hope I don't have to go to work on like Friday. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Even though probably power's going to. I'm supposed to remember to ask you something. You were talking about it during traveling. What was it? So I was talking about. Um, it might have been before traveling. Making like kind of anthropology and like observing how different places live life and taking that back with me and making goals from that before that before that um having friends to travel with having it be a uh, goal just to go and to do it i think it was before that i think it was one before that oh boy all right let me see how uh, the thing that, that i always i always imagine people are listening like they like sh- they want to shout it at me right because they're, they're like, like i can back me. it up and remember yeah, yeah <laughs> but i like i cannot and i won't because that's always weird mm-hmm. i um i don't remember it'll come to me later or it won't it'll be fine mm-hmm. um <clears throat> what i have like these i'm working season three is all about a list of questions that I think really can help you learn a lot about somebody. Mm-hmm. And the last, the last prepared one that I have um, at this moment is what's like your, I don't want to say biggest motivation, but that's where the question starts. Yeah. I like, I like knowing about motivation. Yeah. I think <laughs> motivation is so important. Cause yeah. kind of like you were saying with like, you need to like write it down. Like, and the things that are important that you are very motivated to do, yeah. you probably would never have to write down because mm-hmm. you'd never forget about right. it. Right. <clears throat> Not to say that, like, whatever, but just, like, regardless if you have to write it or not, whatever whatever your life is, because it's not just create. It is creativity, and I love, love creativity, mm-hmm. but it does reach out into other things. Um, yeah, what, what motivates you? I guess, again, yeah. with the basic, the, the first question. Sure. Um, I think, you know... If we want to bring it on back to our main topic of death, no, I th- I think you know um, 
in the line of work I do, in the experiences I've had in my life with loss, um, I think it's been really helpful to make meaning out of that by saying, you know, you might literally, you might only have today. So I think a motivator when I wake up in the morning, um, which sometimes I don't even, I'm a bad sleeper. So that might just be like, I'm just awake already. Um, but is to truly look at that day and say, you know, am I telling the people around me how I feel? Am I trying to, you know, um, make good on the relationships that I've committed to in my life? Um, am I taking joy out of stuff? Like, am I just coasting or am I really trying to be present and like, in you know, experience the things in my life? Um, and I think it's also like, obviously with your work, cause for, for better, for worse, you spend 40 hours a week there or mm-hmm. I do, you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough to have that kind of, um, consistency, but, and I am is to say like, am I wasting this time or am I really using it and trying to move towards something? Like, am I really, you know, cause the work I do is mission based. So like, am I really serving the mission of what we do? Right. So I think that's like, when I think of like very base level motivation, it's very literally like today could be it. So like, am I really trying to get as much as I can out of it or like do as much as I can? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also w- with motivation, um, you know, I think, I think, I think relationships are probably number one. Oh, I'm so glad you said it. Yeah. I mean, um, because there are things that change when, you know, when it comes that we talked about stripping away those different things in our life, but when it comes down to like, what is meaningful in, in my life, it is the the people that I'm connected to. Um, and I think, you know, and again, this is not like a fishing expedition where I'm like, you know, wanting you to say, Oh no, no, no. But really like I make mistakes and I disappoint people. And I, you know, I think I do pretty well in general in, in caring for the people around me, but like sometimes I fail and I think we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's recognizing that that's, that's going to happen. Um, and consistently continuing to try to, um, try to support other people. Also when talking about motivation, like what drives them, like how can you help them be uh, their, what they want in their life? Um, you know, because like there are people in my life that are, I don't agree maybe with the choices they make, or I don't, I, I don't, um, I'm not in line with them maybe politically or, you know, there, there are some things about them that annoy me, you know, but it's still like, if I've made the choice that this person's in my life, you're still going to, um, be honest with them. Cause I think that's something else that sometimes that we don't want to do with people that we love or that the people that we surround ourselves with is be honest with, with people that, that we are connected to. But I think that's something that, that, um, I, I really try to be is like, have conversations like this that are like, Oh boy, like, I hope this podcast wasn't supposed to be funny. Cause it's certainly not. It's certainly <laughs> like about like, let's get fucking into it. Yeah. It's about like, having this type of, this type of conversation with people and like really allowing people to talk about like what's important to them and, and, um, dig in and be able to, to, to get there. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely relationship. I think, you know, living and being as present as possible. Um, and I think also it's okay to enjoy like stupid shit, silly things that make you happy. Like I, I, you know, I think particularly in this climate right now of, sort of being scared of what the future looks like and like maybe being, you know, unsure about, uh, like where our country's going or, or, you know, what, what's happening tomorrow or whatever. Like, um, 
I think it is, oh boy, I lost it. Where are we going? What did I just say? Political climate. Oh God. I lost it. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's I follow these very, very, very thin little threads and then they just break. I dropped the iron. Uh-huh. Fuck. <laughs> you were saying relationship in this, but also it's very important. Oh, joy. Joy and just doing stupid things that make you happy. The stupid shit. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I, w- I would feel like self-conscious or feel like, um, um, uh, superficial or silly if I'm like, I really want to like put together a fun outfit today or I want to, um, you know, I want to make something, make a craft. Like I've enjoyed making crafts out of umbrellas. Like that's been a thing I've done recently. Hmm. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, is that going to make a difference in the world and anyone's life? Is that going to make an impact? Probably not. But like, I think letting that, letting that guilt go of like, just like allowing yourself to do things that make you happy. And I think that goes along with like little things like crafting and stuff. But also if the things I like to do are not going to hurt others and are just going to make me happy and maybe aren't going to change the world, like that's okay. You know, like like maybe, maybe that's, maybe I should be doing those things. Um, so I think those are some motivations. (laughs) I like the last one, especially because that's something that you share with your, with your friends Mm -hmm. and that in itself, you said, is that going to affect, if, if change the world, no. Is it going to influence? Uh, what would say affect somebody? Mm-hmm. Yes, right, one hundred percent. Yeah, I uh, I can't tell you how many times. And this is just I think because we, we talked about it at your birthday. Yeah, I'm not a flashy dresser, dresser, right. but like uh, like seeing the way that you like some of the things that you post, I'm just like. Maybe I will wear that shirt that I mm-hmm. have owned for two years but never once worn. Right. And feel feel good about it because I like it or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, those are, those are definitely good ones. That, that's the, that, I guess that's like as good as I can hope for with that with the answer to the question that I asked. Uh-huh. It's just like, yeah, what, what gets you going? Yeah. I don't know. I And, and believe me, if this, if this I think it's classified under a comedy podcast. But uh, if that was the goal, I have never... I don't think I've ever had a comedy podcast. Yeah. I think it's all been getting into it for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is... I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I wouldn't have it any other way. What, um... So in, in the in the, in the the realm of motivation, what, um... Because all these things, these things can motivate you to be great. Like, what motivates you to... I, I watched... You're a Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. I watched this video on my lunch break. Um, it was a timeline of uh, Voldemort's life. And it was like, I was like, okay. Like, it popped up in my suggestion. I'm like, sure. And it was actually really good because it, like, outlined some things. And I, I knew it all, but, like, the way it outlined it was really good. And one of the things it touched on was his fear of death. Mm-hmm. So you talked about death a lot. Right. And so, obviously, with your being in the field that you're in, you have sure. a lot of whatever. Um <clears throat> How how do those two things, motivation and uh, death, for you, uh-huh. play? Um, well, I mean, I, th- I think I already answered it in that, you know, if you are aware but not allowing, you know, fear of not just, like, death, but, like, fear of failure mm-hmm. or, um, you know, uh, like, locking up 
what you really want to do or who you really want to be because you're worried about perception or judgment or not being like falling on your face or, you know, maybe it is, you know, dying, whatever. That's very extreme, whatever you're doing, if that's the result of it. But, um, I think acknowledging that there, there is going to be, it's not if it's when, you know, there is going to be failure and there is going to be judgment and there is going to be the end to this, this whole mortal coil, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that acknowledging that I think allows you to take a deep breath and say, Oh, okay. It's there. It's going to be there. It's going to happen. So why not just like live this now? Like, let's just do this. And I think it's motivating because you're like, well, why don't I just try it? If it's inevitable that struggle or end or challenge is going to happen, like, let's just do it. Has there, have, there, have there been any like specific and or creative things that have kind of tied into that? Um, For you? Yeah, I think on a more like micro scale. Sure. Yeah, I think it's like trying trying certain things, maybe at the theater or maybe in my classes that I, my fitness classes that I teach, or maybe in the work that I do, um, where I I think I'm maybe more tolerant of risk, not physical risk, because I'm very intolerant of of anything that's dangerous. Like I will never go skydiving. I will never do anything that's dangerous at all because I, because I'm very aware of what the consequences are, right? Yeah. Um, that's one thing I'm not into. But in terms of emotional risk, super into that. Um, oh, interesting. Yes. What? A, yeah, and it's no, it's it's funny because people. I think people that see someone that like dresses wildly and like you know lives very big assumes maybe that I would be interested in adrenaline based stuff. No, nope, nope, nope. My only adrenaline is my improv classes like, or my performances. Like, I am not interested in anything that is dangerous at all. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have pegged you either way. Yeah. Just no thanks. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think, you know, being willing to... I think I don't, I, I'm sure I have a lot of pride, right? I think we, in some ways we all have pride, but like, I don't think I'm tied, tied up in, if this fails, I will be broken or like, I'll be really, um, crushed by that. Um, I think I'm willing to try stuff and iterate and I also don't need perfect. Uh, it's, it's very interesting to me I, and I work, work with and have very good friends with and, um, around people that are very into not necessarily perfection, right? But like people into like excellence. And I think I've said this before. And again, going back to this, I think it's a place of privilege to say like, I don't need to be excellent. I want to like do good and I want to be, do well. And I also want to get better and do very well at things I'm interested in and things that I'm doing for work and make the world a better place. But like, I'm not going to be hampered by perfection mm-hmm. or even like excellence. Cause I feel sometimes that can paralyze you if you're like, I want to do the absolute best at this thing, or like I want to achieve the the absolute top echelon of this thing, or we can't finish this until it's perfect. That actually is stressful to me thinking about that and thinking mm-hmm. about like yeah, trying, you, you, you know like, what I mean? You like oh, straighten up in your seat a bit, you were like your shoulders rise a little bit. Yeah, when you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like let's you know That's something I'm paralyzed by a lot. Are you? Perfection. Are you? One hundred percent. That's so interesting. That's why I don't, that's that's why I don't like just as a, in a bringing it to a level that like I feel like you've seen, uh-huh. I don't like like to start scenes. Oh yeah, because I'm like I don't, I don't have the perfect like scene start, so I won't mm-hmm. do it. 
Um, I'm not going to go into private notes because personal notes, individual notes are just between a teacher and a student. Nobody's business. I won't get into them either. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, that's definitely something that hampers me. Mm, And I remember one of my old bosses told me, uh, greater precision than necessary is laborious to the objective. Boy, howdy. That's just saying, don't be a perfectionist, huh? Basically. But yeah. the, way he, this, the way he said it, I think it was a quote from a movie. That's got to be, because there's no way this man <clears throat> made that, or woman made that up. If it was, then kudos to Brad Seeger, because that was a... <laughs> Shut up, Brad Seeger! <laughs> he would never hear that. Okay, well, we're safe. We're safe here. Yeah. Safe. But no, he told me that, because I was, I, was, I was working in his kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and I was like doing something with eggs, and I asked like a thousand questions. Yeah. He's like, just crack the eggs in the bowl. Just... Do it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's something that I don't think, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't like touch enough of just like, ah, I don't need to like mm-hmm. be crazy about it. Yeah. Which I think is one thing that it shows that I'm capable of, but doing this show where it's just like, I put it out, I blew this episode, there's like 30 minutes of silence at the end of it, and I still haven't fixed it, because I'm like, eh. Oh, really? Really. Oh, that's Because okay. the way I edit, I, I use like a picture and then I throw all the audio below it and then I didn't cut the picture off. So it's an extra just like, after the audio finishes, it's just like, <laughs> it's like dead air. Is this, this feels artistic. Is this an artistic it's choice? Artistic yeah, right? Yeah. Just having this Zero. silence. Zero percent, just yeah. complete accident. But like, yeah, that, that's something that uh, I can just like, I think I can prove right there. It's just like, I feel really good and I won't fix it because I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to be perfect on the mm-hmm. show. I don't no. need to like do that. That's a... Uh, that's something that motivates me. That's one of my motivations is what? not being perfect. Okay. Like trying to be okay with that. Yeah. Trying to be okay with that. What is, um, <clears throat> what's your greatest accomplishment? Oh boy. It feels like an interview. Oh, I guess it is, huh? That's <laughs> what this is. Okay. I really don't. I hate, I, I, I feel like I shouldn't, I shouldn't dislike the term interview because I'd rather just be a conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, that is what it is. I'm the yeah. host of the show. Yeah, I mean, you have to spur conversation. You have to make sure that there's make sure it's not going dead on. air. But, um, accomplishment. I'm going to make you talk about yourself. Well, that's a challenge with this, is that as we've talked, like, I'm very able to articulate, like, my thoughts about, like, concepts. and st- But, like, when you ask me about, like, things that I remember or need to, like, remember or reflect, I'm not good at reflecting on my own personal stuff and, like, on my things that I need to remember. Um, but I'll try. Sure. Sure. I think the, the answer I want, and I think the answer you would have given anyway is not like a, well, I won this award. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, and I wouldn't be able to remember that anyways. Yeah. But like something that made just like, uh, and it could be as as small as like, uh, I I don't remember. You said you listened to Pajra's episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you remember the Pajra plus one story? Um, My no, I think I ep- told you this. You fell asleep. Yeah, I yeah. fell asleep during yeah. that episode because you both have very soothing voices. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it was um, great. I did Pajra Post One, my very first ever stage mm-hmm. like set. Yeah. And I made him laugh. That to me is like one of my greatest accomplishments because oh. I was like new and I found, and I, found, I found comfort on the stage. Yeah, that's that, like, seminal. That's success. like really, so, yeah. Like, that, that's that. I, and I've told that story at least half of the episodes, mm-hmm. 100%. So uh, that that's definitely one of mine. Um, so yeah. Accomplishments. Hitting a year on the show, like being able to do mm-hmm. hitting fifty-two episodes. Fifty episodes was a big, big mile yeah. milestone for me. Things like that, things that mean more to you than mean nothing to anybody else. Right? Yeah. Not, um, not that you were confused by the question, but no, again, yeah, giving I think you I just stalling. I'm trying to be genuine in my response. Um, 
One thing I do appreciate about you as a guest is that you are not afraid of silences. Mm-mm. And I feel like that's something that is important to do on a podcast is not be afraid of mm-hmm. any dead air. I know that you can just edit it out. Jonathan. I won't. Oh, you won't. Oh, boy. Okay, cool. Um, I will only edit things out if you ask. Come here, Babu. Come here. She makes a round. Me, me, me. I don't know what her new thing what is. What are you doing? These. Oh boy! Oh, wow. I just I have a I have a little tuxedo cat like that. That's Magnolia. Looks like that cat. Come here, come here. You know how sometimes you can pick up a cat by like their nape. Mm-hmm. Like Floyd Not adult me. cats. You can pick up an adult cat by the nape of their neck. Floyd, let me do it. Floyd's that, a big animal too. Boy, but yeah, boy Floyd, howdy. Floyd and I have been together for like eight years. Right, right, right. Uh, Millie won't let me do it. So maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's something I didn't know. You're not supposed to do with adult cats. If I like. I just like I just gave like a little, little tug. Mm-hmm. Oh, but she's still she's still a fan. Oh yeah, yeah. She sips me every. No, day. my cats and I have a very <laughs> uh, very. Um, oh, that was that was agreement. a story I needed to hear about. Oh, we'll come back to my compliments. I don't I don't know them right now. I'm not saying I don't have any. I'm saying I'm just trying to reflect on them. So, um, uh, what was the story? The just getting me started, and I'll get back into it. The first thing that happens when you get home. Oh my god! The first things that happen when I get home. So, <laughs> it's so it's so great. Yeah, it's just consistent. So it's I live in a two story walk up, so second second floor, and I can already hear her. Typically, I'll have like my windows open. I'll leave them open during, during the day when I'm outside. I can already hear her, mad, angry at the window, talking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy, it's a bad day. It's a bad one, isn't it? She's been in a she's been in a uh, tizzy already. So I'll get to my door upstairs and I can just hear her, just hear her through the door, just like just meow. already yelling, like already belligerent. So I open the door. Mind you, she's probably six pounds, five pounds. She's tiny, tiny yeah. cat like this, yeah. like this little one. Um, and she's immediately yelling and, and angry and kind of bleeding at me, like bleeding like a sheep. Yeah. Um, like she sees a bird out of a crowing window. Crowing and, and chirping and rowly, you know, yowling and the whole thing. Just <laughs> following me around the house. Just just at my heels, continuing to talk, continuing to yell at me, making sure I know how her day was and how what an inconvenience it has been that I haven't been there. And so eventually <laughs> I'll, just, I'll have to sit. Like I have to sit. Like within the first couple minutes being home, she'll hop on my lap and just perch and just stare at me. And she'll continue to talk and yell and and say, where have you been? What have you been doing? Don't you know the hardship that I've been going through? Um, and eventually she'll sit and just like kind of claim her territory and then she will be still. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm seated and she's sitting on me, she, there's peace. Uh, but then eventually I have to like, you know, get up and live my life and she will continue to do the same thing. So it is just constant sound in my house. Constant sound. I just noise all the time. I have a second cat. Most people don't know it because he's silent. He's silent. And whenever anyone comes home, he'll hide in cabinets or he'll hide under the bed. He's just, you know, he is my, 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 this is what I, this is, you want to talk about like getting into it. People ask me, who's your favorite cat? I say, I don't have a favorite, but I have one that I'm more dependent on. Mm-hmm. And can you guess which cat I'm more dependent on? I've heard this. It's Magnolia. it's Magnolia. It is. It is my tiny one. Bolo is great, but well, Bolo. The thing about Bolo, my large cat, that's very quiet. He could survive anywhere. Sweet. If he got out, if he, you know, if there was an apocalypse, whatever, he would be able to to su- sustain himself and live just fine. 
Magnolia would not. We need each other. Mm-hmm. She definitely needs me. So sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so sweet, sweet in like a real disordered way, you know, in like a little bit of neurotic way. Um, coming, but, coming from someone who has the same relationship with right. his cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so sweet. Yeah, yeah, It's just like this, um, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little codependent, but it's good. I like it. I, I, I want to just see that. Oh, just, yeah. Her just chirping. Mm-hmm. Because Floyd has a thing where when I walk on the door, he'll just, like, walk up to me at the door. Mm-hmm. Just plop over and give him rubs and these guys. Is it quiet? He, the only time he ever meows mm-hmm. is then. Right. He'll give me, like, four. Otherwise, he's usually I pretty just, good. I don't know that life. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> it's just, has- it sounds like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, yeah, and that's just all. That's all day, every day, even at night. Like she makes sounds when she's sleeping. Oh. She'll wake up and like anytime she, you know, I, this this is. I think this is like a proven thing. If you poke a cat, they make a noise. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Now they have to be like seated and like maybe not ready for it. But if you touch a cat, they mm-hmm. will make a sound. Yes, <laughs> fight me. Like like test it out yourself. But um, have you tested out that cucumber thing? No. I want, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, but I don't. I don't usually buy fresh fruits in my house because I <laughs> fresh uh, vegetables because I don't cook. But um, I have not tried that. I don't think they would care though. I don't know if that would be a thing with my cats. I don't. I don't see how they wouldn't see me coming with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be and then hard they'd to see that them. I had it. Yeah, it'd be, be hard like, to I know where them. that came from. Right. Especially if you have my cats because it'd I, be a whole. It'd be very orchestrated to try to do that. You know. I have I have wondered about it, especially with Floyd. I don't know mm-hmm. anything that's cat related. I'm just like I wonder how Floyd would be. What does Floyd feel about that? Yeah. Oh my goodness! I I just I love the Magnolia story, mm-hmm. and also I don't know why, but I just want to call her Marigold. Mm, yeah, floor, it's flower, floral. Yeah. yeah, and M's in the eyes, and yeah, but Magnolia and Bolo. I remember you telling me those story, that story, and I was just like, ah. Less. Yeah, That's it's a, a lot. Great story. It's a lot, and and you know, I think I need that kind of drama in my life. You know, <laughs> Do you, it's funny. Do you know the people? I think people are going to maybe connect with this. There's always that person that you know. Typically, you're not probably close friends with them because that would be like pretty grating, uh, or just like a lot of work. But that person's like, I hate drama, <laughs> and they are always involved in drama. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know. Yeah. Of this, okay. So, that's Magnolia. <laughs> She's the only person I will tolerate in my life that is that way. Just like, oh my God, I cannot handle all this drama and all these people that just like are so, you know, have all these things going on, but it's like really, they are the magnet for that, you know? Yeah. And it's exhausting, but like I can handle it in animal form. I, love, I don't think I can handle it in real person form. I love that you're calling it out. What? The general idea of... Drama, that yeah. that kind of like mentality, mm-hmm. but also like, I don't, it just sounds so adorable coming from your cat. It is. Oh, it's super cute coming from from an animal. But you know, it's funny. I, I think I tend to surround myself with people who have very big personalities, but are not interested in getting mired in mm-hmm. um, kind of he said she said day to day trivial yeah. kind of things. I'd, yeah. Yeah, I could see that mm-hmm. just based off of what I know about you and know about like the people you associate with. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yep. Huh. Big fan. Um, how do you feel? How does that feel? What? We're uh, 90 minutes in. Oh my goodness. Look at us. Did you not think that? Mm-mm. 
We didn't even touch the wine. I know we didn't touch the wine. We had one, one, a two finger pour of bourbon. That is a very reasonable conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured because okay. you were driving, and also it's probably raining. So yes, probably right. Safer, yeah, that's a good idea. How, how, how did it? Was, was it what you expected? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking just a conversation. I knew. I was like, I can't. I can't do bits. I knew we were going to get into it. I knew it was going to go in a lot of just like twists and turns. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's good. I think um, we got into a little teeny bit of improv, which is nice. You know, reflecting on that. Um, but there's something you do it at the end of every episode, right? Uh, I used to. Oh. When the when I when the studio was my bedroom. Okay. Um, since then, because I. I'm the kind who likes to surround myself with put thing, put things on the walls that mm-hmm. I love. And in my old apartment, I had one room, so it was right. just everything. Right, all your stuff everywhere. And so I was like, "Well, I have a lot of weird shit." So, like, uh, what's weird to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I have foam, and then a shelf of gifts, mm-hmm. and then my like studio shelf. So it's like very pared down and minimal. Yeah, but also bespoke and sparse and, and it, stylish. Yeah. Sorry, I'm now I'm going. I'm sorry. <laughs> it also makes me feel a lot less cluttered, mm-hmm. I guess. And I guess the the term is more mature. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I would always be self-conscious that like anyone who I was seeing at the time, they'd be like, I'm in a, I'm in a 14-year-old room right mm-hmm. now. Like, this, is, this is a baby man. Basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not a baby man, so let me... Uh, we <laughs> Step up. Well, this isn't really... <laughs> This shelf doesn't really scream adult. You know what? The, there are artifacts on this shelf. Yeah, these are gifts, and are, I love these. Some of them are whimsical. I think that's lovely. These are uh, these are Sean's notes from his episode. Have you oh, listened nice. to his yet? No, I haven't seen it. His just recently came out, huh? Yeah. He took notes during it? No, he took notes before to bring uh, on. Oh, gosh. Boy, oh, howdy. Things. I did not do that. Oh, no. I and figured we'd be. I think that's typical... I think it's Sean though, mm-hmm. and I lo- I loved his episode. His episode was so good. He's fabulous human yeah. being. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that you guys because you guys like you said you guys are coworkers. Mm-hmm. We're coworkers so in the different. Johnsons. Yeah, so different. yeah. And I love I love that. I've been trying to get Serpa on the show forever. Oh my gosh, and yeah, Nelson you too. To. Mm-hmm. And then I asked Scott, but I think until uh, until detective's done, he's not going to do it. Until what? Until detective's oh, over. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to wait. Mm-hmm. Conflict of interest. You can do the the end of the show thing if you want though. Okay. Well, the only thing I would want to ask before is, was there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to cover? Um, or that you wanted to say? Yeah. No, I think, I think we covered, I didn't think, I, I don't think I had intentions. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we covered everything we needed to because that's where we went. And you did right? have some plugs. Yeah. Can we do that? Can yeah, I do that? Do okay, that. cool. So. Uh, the Johnsons, yep. which is a um, house team at the Coalition Theater, and we perform, I think, approximately once a month, mm-hmm. um, and typically 10 p.m. shows, but a, a very long-lived house team, um, lovely people, a lot of fun together. I do an indie team called Work Family, um, who performs here and there. I am a part of Sounds Good to Me, the improvised musical. We this have Friday. Next Friday, a show, and we also have um, a show during the... 
Nightmare on Broad Street Halloween um, week, and our show is called Nightmare on Broadway. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I also will be directing the screening of Troll 2 in 4D. Troll 2 is probably one of the best, worst movies ever made. It's going to be so much fun. That's going to be on Halloween night. It's free. And it's going to be at 8 o'clock. So just FYI, when you're hungover from all your Halloween festivities, come and see Troll 2 um, at the theater. And then otherwise, where are my other things? I think that was it. That's all my fun I swear you had something else, but Mm -mm, those are the shows. Yeah, that's it. That's what I saw. All right. Well, (laughs) I haven't haven't said this in forever. What's the weirdest thing in my room? Yeah, I'm ready. Hold on. I feel like it's, I feel like it's really easy, but because somebody, somebody you might say so, but yeah. there there maybe is something that will capture my imagination. Oops. Now the thing is, you probably talked about all this stuff already, though, huh? Um, just whenever it was brought to me. Yeah. But who knows when that was? Let's see. Oh, look! Like I'm give you a light. Oh, thank you. Put a little light on here. ever pick that yeah so it appears to be a macbook mm-hmm. it looks like it is in very good condition but you probably have had it for a while i would guess right or yeah not, was it new? i got it um i did get it new i got it um the last year of college mm-hmm. i uh the my old one which i still have i use as basically like a tv box right yeah um it it crapped out uh, at like 11:59. When I had to submit an assignment for midnight. Oh, boy. And uh, I was like, I need a new computer. So for it's time get. to go. Yeah, it's yeah. time to clean house. So I made the, the purchase and decided to get it. And that's what every episode of the show has been done on. Mm-hmm. Um, not as edited. A lot of like emotional history on this computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that thing has been with me for four years. And the funny thing is, originally, if you kind of like, don't close it all the way, but kind of just close it a, like a little bit so you can see the back. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. Gonna knock this. Hit. Uh, swap, swap, swap. What? Swap, swap, swap. That was another thing that took a long time to figure out how to be able to use two Kind of what you said about like, oh, fuck it. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my life, whatever. I, yeah. I love having stickers on it. So that's been the, the biggest thing with that computer is having stickers on it, I think, for me. Cool. Show, showing what, like, having the, like, once I got the Coalition sticker mm-hmm. for the first time, oh, bam. Right. Front center. Right. Then. It's funny. Yeah, the computer, it's like everything. Like, I've done so many things on that computer. Mm-hmm. Like, I wrote my first song on that computer, recorded my first song on that computer. Oh, boy, we didn't get into music, huh? That's oh, we okay. didn't? Yeah. I guess we'll have to have you on again. Yeah, I guess so. Fourteen boy, episodes. howdy. Poor you. Yeah. Ooh. But that's something else. Writing music is really fun. Oh, I do want to pick your brain about that one of these days. Mm-hmm. For sure. Someday. All right, well, that's the weirdest thing in this room, my computer. Mm-hmm. 
There's probably some weird shit on that computer, though, huh? Uh, None of my business. Don't tell me. Thank <laughs> I don't you. think there's yeah. anything weird. I don't. No, I genuinely fine. don't and think so. You know, maybe there should be. It's okay. We all have our own stuff. We all have uh, our own. You stuff. give you give her the host chair, and she just That's takes right. advantage. She gets wild. She just takes advantage. <laughs> gets wild over here. Yeah. Well, then I guess uh, your exit. However, you want to say goodbye to everybody. Oh, oh gosh! I have to have a sign off. Oh, now you get, usually people would say bye, but like, I'm into the sign-off No, you thing. say, yeah, the way you stated it, it sounded like I needed a sign-off. Um, let's see. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to see you go. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn. The taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome, I could cry. How about that? Bless. Bless! Yeah.